Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hello and welcome to the Must Hear Music podcast. We are uh, starting off focusing on the album that everyone and their mother and their mother's mother is talking about, which is Beyonce's Lemonade. Uh, Before we get to that, I want to say stick around after we chat about... Uh, Beyonce's Lemonade, we've got an interview with Lady Hawk, who's an electro-pop singer from New Zealand who swung through, uh, talked about her new album Wild Things and some of her favorite songs from past and present. Uh, she's awesome and really funny and was a snappy dresser, even though you won't be able to hear that by listening to the podcast, but just know that she came well-dressed. Um, all right, but let's talk about Beyonce. So Beyonce Lemonade, visual album and actual album, uh, dropped, you know, that was like a week and a half ago. I feel like we're still like talking about it every day. Like not just us, but like everyone. Like what for you guys? Like what is? I mean, I don't know. Say say something about Lemonade. What? Why? Why are we still talking about it? I feel like this is an album. Oh, this is Adele, by the way, of Billboard. And oh um... yeah, sorry, we've got Adele here, <laughs> and Adele is wonderful. I think you've been on once before, yes. right? Nice. And then Aaron Strecker. Hi. And I'm Joe. So, yeah. So, I mean, like, I don't know. What are, like, highlights? Like, why are we still, like, obsessed with this? Yeah, I feel like Lemonade is just one of those projects that we're going to continuously talk about for years and years and years. Like, our kids and our kids' kids are going to ask us about what was it like to be around when Lemonade dropped. Um, I think, first and foremost, it was visually beautiful seeing Beyonce's um, songs play out as sort of a short film um, with narration from the poet Warson Shire. Uh, and also just the theme of infidelity, which is something that I don't think the Beehive or anybody who's not even a member of the Beehive expected at all. Yeah. Um, you know, the first line of the visual album is you can taste the dishonesty. It's all over your breath. And you just didn't know what to do with yourself right. at that moment. Um, and I think the fact that she just caught everybody off guard with the content and the way that she presented it um, just meshed together and really created this album that not only I guess made us feel all these different types of emotions about relationships but really empowered women especially black women and that's something that's rare in mainstream media so when Beyonce captures the whole world's attention she's gonna say a message that means something yeah yeah Adele I totally agree with you and um that was pretty much what I was gonna say I thought it was really interesting Uh, obviously this project was like shrouded in secrecy and I thought it was really interesting like 10 days out now like listening to it over and over again how much of it as it is seems to be a direct opposite of Beyonce her first uh 
visual album because that was all about like love and sex and being so into a marriage and then this of course as you said is all about infidelity but then having this like hopeful happy ending and I just feel like they work really well together and the fact that those are her two visual albums uh, particularly group those two projects together and I feel like as we go forward like in the Beyonce uh, career into Beyonce's career these two are all often going to be talked about together they don't love you like I love you slow down they don't love you like I love you Back up, they don't love you like I love you. Step down, they don't love you like I love you. Can't you see there's no other man above you? What a wicked way to treat the girl that loves you. Oh, love, they don't love you like I love you. Oh, down, they don't love you like I love you. Yeah, I mean, I think we ran a great piece um, on Billboard.com. You can go there for all your lemonade needs, uh, except the actual liquid lemonade needs. Uh, <laughs> but we we ran a great piece, and I think you... Who wrote? Anyways, whatever. It was. It was basically about how like Beyonce has touched on these themes before. Mm-hmm. We were saying like, oh, it's not the first time she's done it, but yes. like Lemonade was definitely like the first time she's been so upfront with being like so personal. Mm-hmm. Like, there's there's no denying that this is like a very personal album. Whereas like before, you you could say like she kind of alluded to personal life. She was a little cagey. Mm-hmm. Similarly, like politically, uh, you know, she's been like sort of political before, but like never this like bold and outspoken about it. Mm-hmm. So. I just think, I mean, between everything of talking about infidelity and, like, um, you know, the politics of the album, it was just, like, shocking to watch. I mean, I was, like, five minutes into it before I was even, like, even though it was about, like, talking about personal infidelity, I was like, oh, she's just going to be, like, this is, like, an artistic perspective. I was like, no, this is really, like, they're doing it. Mm -hmm. Like, they're actually going there. And it was also packaged very smartly, I think. The whole time, I guess, the first half hour of it, I'm I'm saying, where's Jay-Z? Where's Jay-Z? Yeah. Does this mean a divorce announcement is coming? I can't take right. it if this is what's going to happen. And then you get to Sandcastles and you see Beyonce stripped down, no makeup, by a, pian- like, by a keyboard with her headphones and wiping away tears. And then you see Hove and them in like this intimate moment. And it's just kind of like, you know, this is real life. Beyonce is touching on real life topics. Not every relationship or marriage is going to be perfect. And you just have to, you know, go through those uh, problems, Mm -hmm. deal with them, conquer them, and then hopefully come through on the other side. Right. And it was surprising how, like, gentle he looked and, like, almost fragile in those shots, you know? Which is something we've never seen from Hove, ever. Yeah. I was going to say, it's way different than any of their other collaborations. Even on a visual level, obviously, he wasn't actually on the song. Yeah, especially given their last collaboration, Drunk in Love. This is, like, a complete 180, even though he doesn't even say anything. Yeah. Right. I mean, yeah, he wasn't, like, giving, like, shout-outs to Duce or, like, other brands that he's invested in. That would be funny, though, if that was, like, his one line in the album was, like, by... Kind of pulled, like, a... Jersey Barclays or something, I don't know. Jay-Z now owns a lemonade company, like, lemonade vodka. Right, (laughs) Actually, that's probably what this is all about. Like, (laughs) he bought old country, he timed lemonade, (laughs) and, like, they're just watching the sales skyrocket. Um, what were your guys' favorite songs? Like, do you have a one favorite or several? I have three. Wow. Someone came <laughs> prepared. Knew, right. Yeah. Well, we've been talking, obviously, like everyone, we've been discussing, like, okay, what are the big songs? And, like, for me, I love the I love the whole album, and I can't really decide on one that I love the best, but there are three that stand out to me. So my three favorites are Hold Up, because mm-hmm. I, as, as we were saying, like, I love Angry Beyonce. We have, we've seen Angry Beyonce before, but especially yeah. that video, I feel like that song is one that is particularly helped by the visual album, because I love it on its own as a, as a song, but when she's, like, walking around in that yellow dress with the baseball bat, like, that yeah. is some powerful imagery that, like, is gonna, one of the standout moments of the album. Right. So I love that one. I know this was a 
little bit more divisive, but I love Daddy Lessons. Um, I love. I really want to hear a country album from Beyonce now, yes. which is something that I did not know. Not and I'm not far, even a country but, fan, but exactly. I'm on board I, with that. I, I, yeah, I, I was like, okay, I guess I want a country album from Beyonce now. Um, I also thought I'm as open as Beyonce is, or as not open as Beyonce is sometimes, of course, we know that she has struggles with her dad, and I also just thought from a personal perspective, especially on the on the um, HBO special, showing the old home footage of her herself with her father, mm-hmm. and then also talking about grandparents and seeing Blue Ivy and her father on the bed together, I thought all of it was just very powerful and um, deeply moving. And then my, the final song I really liked was Freedom, featuring Kendrick Lamar, which, Adele, you were nodding along right there. <laughs> yes. um, I just think that's great, and I think, that's good. I think that has the potential to be a big like single hit for her especially this summer absolutely i can definitely see freedom playing out as like some type of drama soundtrack for a big blockbuster film Mm -hmm. um but that's definitely one of my favorites also because kendrick lamar is on it also because of the visuals that we saw with you know all these powerful black women um you know you had amandla stenberg you had uh well serena williams was in my other favorite song sorry Mm -hmm. um which i think might be the first single if i'm not mistaken i'm seeing reports that that's going to be the first single but i really loved that um and i feel like that's possibly the most singly sounding one out of the whole Mm -hmm. um from the whole album and then i really do love hold up as well um, and Love Drought. Love Drought was a really good one. Um, Mike Dean, a frequent producer of Kanye West, and her own artist, Ingrid, was on that. Um, and I really, really enjoyed that track. What yeah. about you, Joe? I mean, yeah, I, I agree with all of those. I mean, Hold Up is definitely the, the standout for me because it's just been like playing in my head over and over. Like, it's such a great sample. Um, it's from an Andy Williams song, which I can't think of the name of. I think it's called like can't, ah, I forget what it's called. <laughs> I obviously didn't do my research. Um, but yeah, it's just like, so it's such a great sample and I love the air horn in the background that gives it that like dance hall flavor. And it's just, I mean like her attitude on that is fantastic. Ring the alarm has always been one of my favorite Beyonce songs. And I feel like this is like, I mean, it doesn't sound like it, but it's a little bit of a return to that attitude. And uh, one of our coworkers is dancing at the the window in the back, trying to distract us. So <laughs> that worked. Thanks, Trish. I uh, I mean, yeah. Sorry, I love. That's another one where it's just like really like different kind of songs woven into one, and it sounds so good. I mean, I I would be very curious how they like because I feel that will be a single, but how they're gonna do that in terms of like radio play because it kind of ends on such a like sad note, you know, mm-hmm. like. Which usually a radio song doesn't, I mean, because it ends on a sad note that also is like musically different than the rest of the song. Mm-hmm. So I'll be really curious how they kind of like tweak Splice that. Splice that up, yeah. Or, right, or maybe they'll like add someone to do like a verse on it or something. You never know. I'm sure that somewhere <laughs> there are rappers and singers waiting to just oh, yeah. remix every single song right, Beyonce, right. if that hasn't happened already. already there are so many people one of the other things that was fascinating to me when the, my first listen through was just how many people obviously everyone's dying to work with Beyonce but how many people and sa- how many samples she used how many people are a part of the album and Adele I know you this week uh, were responsible for getting a lot of that cool stuff up on Billboard like with the songwriters yeah um, I got to speak to Kevin Garrett who is signed to Rock Nation he's a singer songwriter producer who worked with Beyonce on the opener Pray You Catch Me which is actually another one of my favorites it's a really so lovely so 
hard to pick yeah. favorites on this album. Um, but just to open on such an emotional note and just hear Beyonce's vocals really shine through um, from Jump was really great. And, uh, you know, Kevin Garrett said that it was a very collaborative project. And, you know, he feels like that line, the one that I mentioned earlier, uh, is just going to stay with people because it's the first it's the first line that you hear when you watch Lemonade and you hear it. Um, I've also spoken to uh, Kevin Cossum, who was one of the co-writers, along with Winter Gordon um, and Alex Delicata on Daddy Lessons. And he was like, you know, they literally were in his Miami condo two years ago writing without Beyonce. And, you know, they were they knew that Beyonce, that Beyonce's album was in mind and they really wanted to create something that would genuinely fit with her voice that she would be able to take to the next level and you know it was just it was made with a guitar and them writing these lyrics uh about you know real life daddy daughter relationships yeah. and that's how it happened yeah another one i wanted to i mean we pretty much we're gonna talk about all of them it sounds like but uh don't hurt yourself is such a cool song uh jack white sounds awesome on it i mean like a jack white beyonce collaboration is a weird thing it's also weird to imagine. I mean, I love the White Stripes. I grew up there, one of like my favorite teenage bands. But like now, imagining that like Jack White is somehow in this really relevant context to teenagers seems weird because he's mostly just kind of been like coasting by. I mean, like he's great. He is still fantastic. His solo stuff is good, but you would never be like, oh, he's relevant to like radio pop fans. And now, like suddenly, he's re thrown back into that context. Which he hasn't been since like MTV was playing White Stripes. It also videos. gives Beyonce's catalog a different kind of texture too. It just yeah. feels very rockish, and I I can't wait to see her on the Formation tour when she performs that as well. Right, and that's it's interesting too because I know a friend of mine did a tour of like Third Man or something, and there's apparently like an unreleased Jay Z Jack White collaboration Ooh, that he heard some of said wasn't good, but nevertheless. Um, that exists, and apparently, like, so Jay-Z and Jack White, not so good together on Wax, but Jack White and Beyonce, incredible together. Uh, and that's, I mean, yeah, it's just, I mean, what else? The only one, honestly, that, like, kind of didn't doesn't do a ton for me is Sandcastles, and I know that's, like, a really important emotional crux mm-hmm. of the album, but, like, song-wise, it's just not, I, I don't feel it that much, but, I mean, what do you guys think? Yeah, I, I sort of agree with you. Um, I know Adele, you said you really liked Love Drought. Love Drought may be my least favorite song on the album. That part of the album where it's like Love Drought into Sandcastles, it's just kind of slow. I, I know it's supposed to slow down, but it like slows down too much for me where I get a little lost. And I feel like Sandcastles, I loved watching it. And like I thought it was really moving the stuff with Jay-Z visually. But as a song, Beyonce sounds gorgeous. But I wish there was a little bit more. Um, I wish there was like a more powerful chorus or a more powerful center mm-hmm. part of the song that could kind of uh, give it some more texture. I think yeah I think with Sandcastles I I do admit that I skip that whenever I listen to the album because I only keep it to the happy upbeat songs yeah um but then it goes into the James Blake uh collaboration forward and that part I just totally skip as well and then I just go straight to Love Drought um yeah but I think with Sandcastles I agree with you Aaron I think that it could be a little bit stronger on um chorus wise but at the same time it also reminds me of like oh my god the picture perfect power couple Jay-Z and Mm -hmm. Beyonce have problems and this was the first time that they you know appeared in that film yeah and I actually cried during that part so <laughs> that's why i'm like let me just skip through this right right no it like it definitely stands like better with the film and i mean i don't know like like any class i do feel like this is a classic album yeah, already regardless and like any, yeah. any classic album is gonna have one maybe two tracks where you're like these are a little weaker they're not as great but i think i mean they're still not bad or anything it's not like they're embarrassing like there's um 
I mean, yeah, I feel like this is just such a, I hate to say like instant classic, but it really does seem like such, there's so much depth to this that like it will stay like relevant for years to come and something that people will like look at Beyonce in a different way now, you know, like this is such a clear like artistic statement. Not that she hasn't had artistic statements before, but this is so much more powerful, I think. It's nice to see someone like Beyonce could have phoned it. Beyonce could have phoned it in. Beyonce could have just started cranking out like dance hits or uh, so she had so many options that were easier available to her that it's both encouraging and inspiring to see her take the risks and get what is becoming a huge reward for that effort. I have a question for you guys. Mm-hmm. So this is if, no, this is like don't, Joe looks at me like I whatever. Um, Sorry, whatever. Uh, do you guys think Lemonade is the album that she finally brings home the best album Grammy? Hmm. I mean, but isn't it going to go up against Adele? And to like, go b- against like, Adele, not to go this against Adele. A- yeah, the other right. Grammy winning. <laughs> yeah, your Adele. Your album I mean, is one go- Adele. Yeah, we our Adele right here. We're speaking with has two L's in her name. No Grammys. The one and zero Grammys. <laughs> uh, the one with fewer L's has a lot of Grammys. So. Yeah, I mean, it's definitely going to be a correlation between hard. less L's the and Dell, Maybe not quite on the same level. Don't want to throw shade, but like anti, <laughs> like that was really praised yeah. for Rihanna going a different direction. That's not going to get album of the year. Um, no. Look at Twitter. You never know. I, mean, I, I don't. I, I think that I think there's nominated, no chance of it winning. Yeah. But I think that if if the depending on the, how the rest of the year shakes out, I think it could get a nomination. But right now, I, I would say the big two are Adele and Beyonce. Yeah, I mean, I feel like just going by Grammy history, like, it'll be Adele, because that's the stuff that they tender a reward, like, and it appeals to, like, so many, like, age gr- age ranges and, like, old fogey types, but, like, that's dumb, because, like, the Adele album honestly wasn't super strong, and the Beyonce one is incredible. So I'm getting angry at something that hasn't happened already. <laughs> they, Beyonce very well might win. I, I really don't know. It'll be I want to say Beyonce is going to win because be I think it's time for the Grammys and the Recording Academy to just, you know what, reward true art. Not to say that Adele's album wasn't true art, but we didn't get a full-blown movie from Adele. Yeah. No offense. And it was a weaker album. I, th- I mean, I don't know. Like, that, that album, I don't think people are going to be listening to start to finish five, six years from now, personally. The uh, the latest Adele album. Sorry, Adele. I know. <laughs> I know you worked really hard on that record, but yeah, I don't think when we look back at Adele's career, this album is necessarily twenty five is going to be one of the ones that sticks out. Whereas I easily think in forty years when we're talking about Beyonce, that Lemonade will be one of them. Mm-hmm. But the bigger picture is though that women are really kicking butt right now in music, and the fact that they will be dominating that category, or at least we hope and expect them to dominate the category, it's it's a good sign, right? Yeah, I mean, I don't even, like, what else has come? I mean, yeah, like, Kanye, the Grammys never love Kanye, so he's not going to get the... <laughs> but Kanye loves Kanye. ...nomination. Yeah, and that's all that matters. Yeah. <laughs> um, I don't know. I mean, so, yeah, so what, what do you guys think? So, for the single, you're thinking Sorry, Aaron, is that also what you're thinking? Yeah, Maybe? I think Sorry could be a really good single. I'm curious. Uh, there's already been a couple covers of Daddy Lessons, including Dixie Chicks. I realize mm-hmm. that that's probably not going to be her biggest hit on, like, 
top 40 or R&B radio, but I wonder if she might have somewhat of a country crossover hit. I can see Uncertain's channel, that one doing really well mm-hmm. for her at radio. I can see CMA saying, hey, come to the award ceremony and perform this, please. Totally. Oh, that would be incredible. And I think she might. I think there, like the fact that she's putting it out there, that might be something that's you know, a new thing for her to kind of try and exactly. accomplish and slay at. And so. you know, Beyonce will do what she hasn't done before. So that's right up her alley. All right, cool. Do we have any more lemonade thoughts, guys? Any more B thoughts? Or should we should we flop on over to the I artist? Yes, we got to go see Becky with the good hair now. <laughs> yeah. Oh, we're definitely not delving into that. That is opening up a whole <laughs> yeah, can of worms. We're not going to go there, guys. Um, but yeah, I'm all there for the memes, but don't want to get into it myself. But anyways, okay, Adele, Aaron, thank you so much Thanks, for jo. talking Thanks, Beyonce. Thank uh, you, Beyonce. Beyonce, thank you for thank making you, lemonade. Beyonce. This is, it's incredible. It's a gift to us all. Um, and yeah, and now we're going to toss over to an interview with Lady Hawk. Hello, welcome. We've got a special guest here on this segment of the Must Hear Music podcast. Uh, we have Lady Hawk with us who has a new album coming out this June, I think. Yep. Um, and it's been a while since we've... Your last one, Anxiety, was 2012, which yep. I really liked. I loved... Um, oh, God. Is that um, Vaccine? Yeah. Is that, that was, like, one of my yeah. favorite songs oh, of that cool. year. Um, so it's really, really exciting to have you back doing new music, and thanks for stopping by the podcast. Well, thanks for having me. Yeah. Um, but I guess so you have some suggestions. Before we get to that, I wanted to talk a little bit about the new album, because... Uh, you just released one song from it today, uh, "Dangerous." So it's that that kind of reminds me of some of the stuff I've heard from you before. The other one I heard from it, "Love Song" or "A Love Song," mm-hmm. was like a little like sunnier than I was kind of expecting. Like, yeah. what what's this album like? Is it? Do you think it's a big departure from before? Yeah, I think it's it is quite a big departure. I think it's um, it's definitely a lot poppier than what I've done in the past. It's sort of like taking from where I started with the first album and then kicking it up a notch almost. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, yeah, it's I'm not playing as much guitar on it as what I usually do. Um, it's quite synth-heavy, but yeah, it's a, I'd like to think it's a lighter, funner record yeah. and sort of indicative of, of where I was at the time of making it. Right. Yeah, I mean, that's kind of what I got from a love song. It, it seemed... I was surprised, like, yeah, how, like, bright it was and, like, happy. Is that, like, kind of reflective of you? Like, are you in a kind of better place where, than where you were when you made Anxiety or? <laughs> yeah, I think, yeah. I mean, there was an album called Anxiety. Yeah, I know. So, and all yeah. the artwork and the Anxiety was dark. And yeah. It was black and white, and you know. And then this one's all, like, bright colors. Mm-hmm. And, um, yeah, I think it's just sort of, it's sort of a product of how I was feeling at the time and what, um, what all this stuff had, was happening in my life and and it was all you know positive stuff and I was feeling really good and and I just I remember the first song off the uh, off wild things that I wrote was Wonderland which is mm-hmm. I think it's like three quarters of the way down the album but um that song when I wrote that I was like oh yeah this is the tone this is going to be mm-hmm. the, the sets the tone for the album and I just knew that that was going to be sort of colorful all i could sort of see was color so right that was a good thing and so selling a little or a lot shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business from the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage 
Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the Internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, to get 20, 20, 20, to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. You said uh, before we started recording this that you would just – or not just, but when did you move to L.A.? You're living in L.A. now? I moved to L.A. three years ago, so okay. right at like January 2013. Do you think that has something to do with like the more bright tone of this? I mean it's yeah. – you know, L.A. is just a sunnier place. Everyone seems happier. Than- yeah, yeah, definitely. It's – um, yeah, I just – I moved to L.A. It's a sunnier place. I I changed a lot of stuff in my life and tried to get really healthy and mm-hmm. stop drinking and stop eating crappy food, which I have a, I used to have a tendency to do. Yeah. Um, just sort of work on my health a bit. Right. And that really changed me, actually, uh, yeah. for the better. That's cool. <laughs> I that's That's good. I always um, – mean to do that yeah. i do still eat i've been meaning to do it for a long time yeah, and i, I like, have like a yeah. fried chicken sandwich for lunch but it does um, like you notice when like you work out and you know drink less that it affects your attitude you yeah know? yeah exactly you feel better about things yeah so do you go like running or like working out or just just avoiding the let's bad not go foods? too far <laughs> yeah okay <laughs> um yeah i'm not the most physically active right person but um I live in LA. I live right by Runyon Canyon, mm-hmm. which is shut at the moment, which is a big controversy happening at the moment. But um, yeah, I would walk up there like a few times a week and that's pretty, you know, it's like an hour walk and it's really yeah. steep. And um, that was, you know, that got me really fit for a while there. Um, and now it's shut for till July because they're fixing some pipes or something. Right. So I've done no exercise in quite a while. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I'm blaming Runyon Canyon. Um, and so the, the new album... I guess, you know, it's been a minute since the last one. Was there any reason you just didn't feel like it was time to do a record or? Um, Well, so the second one came out um, 2012. Mm -hmm. I then toured it till uh, I toured it all year. Mm -hmm. Um, Did my last shows for that record in beginning of 2013. Then I just thought I'd have a break um, for a bit. And then the break turned into just partying. Right. <laughs> for ages. And then I started writing what I thought was going to be the record um, and spent a lot of time working on it and then scrapped the whole thing. It was sort of around eight songs, oh, wow. demos. Um, and it could have been, an, I could have polished it up and released it, but it didn't feel right to me. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, so then I, that's when I sort of got to the point I realized I was not in a good place, quit the drinking, all that stuff. Yeah. And then, yeah, and by the time all this had happened, it was 2014. Mm-hmm. Um, end of 2014, I started writing this album and then f- right. finished it sort of mid-2015. So when you say you had like eight songs that you scrapped, is that they, they aren't on Wild Things then no, in no, any way? No, they're okay. n- not associated at all. So, I mean, they're still they're still there hanging out somewhere. Mm-hmm. Um I don't think I'll ever use them as Lady Hawk songs, though, because they right. just remind me of 
bad times. Right, not a good <laughs> yeah. place. Was there, I mean, a particular, like, moment or something where you were like, this isn't going well, I need to, like, change this? Yeah. There or was, was it, like, a long time coming? There were, like, two moments that I remember quite specifically. One was when my mum my and stepdad were visiting me. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, I want to play you some new demos I've done. And my mum, she's liked everything I've ever done. She's my mm-hmm. biggest fan. She's even liked, you know, the weird experimental music I've made and the, like, yeah. metal bands I was in when I was young. I played her this and she was like, oh, that's nice. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I knew she hated it. Yeah. And um, she was like, it was just a bit, bit dark, dear. Mm-hmm. And, uh, I, yeah, that sort of was like, I hadn't really thought about it till that point. Right. And then, yeah, so that was that was a big moment for me. And then the other was like when I realized I had like canceled a million writing sessions because I was too hungover. Yeah. That was another moment where I was like, okay, this is, I've got to get rid of everything I've done and right. stop drinking and start again. Yeah. yeah. That's cool though. Good for you. Thanks. What does, um, what does your mom do? Is she into music at all? I mean, no, no, yours, she's, just... well, she plays, I mean, she plays piano and guitar yeah. and she's got a lovely singing voice and, um, but she just, um, she loves music. She's always loved music and, um, you know, she, she's always liked my stuff. She's always been so mm-hmm. proud and, and so supportive. Even when I was doing, music that you know technically a parent shouldn't like she was right. so proud and she'd come to my shows and so i knew that i wasn't doing something right when she didn't like that right. <laughs> and she likes the new stuff she though. loves it yeah that's cool loves it that's yeah. good um okay well let's and you brought in some suggestions so because i mean this this podcast we do like talk about new songs every week or you know new ish material um so the ones that you brought in were a couple uh, unknown Mortal Orchestra songs. Okay, cool. I was like, what did I and say? <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll cue you. Okay. Um, no, I was glad you brought that in because I really, I remember when their first album came out and I, that might have been 2012 or something, but that yeah. first album was so good yep. and just such a like fresh sound. Um, and this is their third one yeah. now, which is Multi-love. crazy. Yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, so the songs that you had mentioned on it that you liked in particular, uh, can't keep checking my phone and multi love the yeah. title track. Um, yeah, multi love. It was I like the drumming on that one a lot. It's yeah. kind of got that like snappy, like syncopated thing going on. What, what's what's your like thing with? Well, I've my um, that record in particular. Like, I just I love his singing voice. It's so soulful. There's something mm-hmm. so um, so good about it, and um, that's my favorite record that that I've released and um Ruben who's the singer he um he's a Kiwi he's from New Zealand yeah and um we used to play together yet not in the same band but we, I played in a band and he played in a band we used to do shows together mm-hmm. way back in the day and so I've known him for a long time and sort of seen his he was in another band called the Mint Chicks I remember yeah they were yeah, good they were so yeah. good with his brother Cody and I think he's co-written some of those songs with mm-hmm. Cody um and I so I've just always um you know, kept an eye on what he's doing, and um, and this album just blew me away. I, I loved it. It's like just a good one to put on the record player, and um, I don't know, just like hang out and listen to. It's really yeah. upbeat and with really interesting, um, an interesting story behind it. You know, like the multi love thing, how he he's had his wife, but then he had a relationship with another woman. I actually well. didn't know that. Yeah, I so just there's the three the of them were living together, and oh, that's wow. what multi love is about. Is that's... like how he was trying to juggle his wife and his girlfriend at the same time. <laughs> I missed a whole big story with this <laughs> a bit, Yeah, he came out and explained the whole thing, like uh, why why he did it. And I just, 
that made it so like exciting. I was like listening to the lyrics. Going, oh. So wait, so they do all live together, or did at one? They point? did at one point, and I I don't think it went. You know, I think she doesn't live there anymore. The right. girlfriend, but yeah, for yeah. A, for a time there, multi love was a actual right. thing he was doing. That's <laughs> wild. I mean, yeah, that's like I feel this is such a silly thing to say, but like. That's having like a moment in like oh, at least in America there are so many TV shows right now about that like yeah. multiple like three or more people in a relationship living together. Yeah, I think it's something where like we're at the point in culture where people are starting to be like maybe that's okay like maybe that's not such a crazy thing. Yeah, I could not imagine. I couldn't imagine either. I'm like no, I couldn't. I'm too insecure for that. <laughs> right. Yeah. One person there's enough insecurity. Yeah. No. For sure. Um, wait, so you know him then? Yeah, oh, yeah. Okay. Did you ever talk with him about that? Like, No, I haven't seen him for ages. I haven't seen him for a long time. Um, so it, it should be a good story. <laughs> right. I mean, there has yeah. to be. Um, and yeah, the other one, so from that that you had mentioned you liked was, um, well, let's listen to a little bit of multi-love first so people can know what we're talking about. So uh, let's do that. All right, that was Unknown Mortal Orchestra Multilove, which I just found out is about uh, him and his wife and girlfriend living together, <laughs> which is, I can't, I feel like I've listened to this album a couple of times and apparently just wasn't paying close enough attention. Yeah. Um, the other one that you mentioned from it is Can't Keep Checking My Phone, which I really like. It has, it's like almost dancey, which yeah. is like kind of different for them. Mm, I love um, the melody, the vocal melody. Yeah. And the, what he's singing about as well, like can't keep checking his phone like is he is he singing like about someone else saying to him why aren't you replying to my texts mm-hmm. is that what I was wondering always wondering if that's what it was or is he is he obsessed with waiting for a text right yeah it could be one of the I, and I and I reckon people would interpret it their own way like how yeah. they want whatever's happening in their lives yeah yeah it's just I, cool it's right re- it's relevant yeah. it's re- no I mean I know yeah. that's very 21st century but yeah no, exactly. our phones are just always in our hand well uh, mine's always in my hand right <laughs> it's always yeah. glued to my hand no i know i just got my first iphone ever and wow it's a life changer it is awesome. incredible this is not i'm not getting paid by them right? <laughs> yeah yeah congratulations <laughs> but i just always had like the the crappiest phones to save money and i finally was like all right i'll be a grown-up i'll get an iphone yeah um and it really is it makes a difference um by the way i just wanted to say i mean people listening won't know but you have uh, Lady Hog is wearing a pink hat and a sideshow bob uh, pin yeah. on her jean jacket, which is like the, definitely the coolest outfit we've had. Yeah, I've visitor. got all the characters as well. Really? And I swap them out sometimes. So depending on the mood I'm in. <laughs> You're in a sideshow bob mood I was in now. a bit of a sideshow bob mood, yeah. Like kind of like, I was when I was packing my suitcase anyway. Right. <laughs> um, yeah, I was uh, – well, that actually reminds me because – so uh, – Prince died, as we were mentioning mm. recently, and they were mentioning the Simpsons producers. They had an episode they almost did with him, but didn't. he didn't end up doing the guest appearance, oh, no. which would have been incredible. Yeah, that would have been so good. Wow, I'm actually surprised he's, he's never been on that. Because I, yeah. He might have been on it later at some point, but like it was a, it was a Prince-centric episode yeah. that didn't end up getting produced wow. somehow. Because even MJ was on a Simpsons Right, even episode. Michael. I mean, yeah. that was like, not that Prince wasn't big, but like Michael Jackson was like, the one, yeah. yeah, the biggest. And I person. remember, like, he wasn't credited 
in yes. it because he it wanted he wanted the mystery to be around. Was it Michael Jackson? Right. Of course, it was Michael Jackson. Yeah, you know, yeah. Like, <laughs> that voice is like unmistakable. Yeah, no one can. Yeah, it's yeah. That was a great episode too. Yeah, that was a good one. So what what is your um? Well, God, I could go either way with Simpsons or Prince, but Prince um. Since we're you know we talk about music on the podcast, like what what Prince songs in particular like stuck out to you? Um, I used to always DJ out when I the few times I've DJed. Um, mm-hmm. Nineteen ninety nine, great um, dance song. Kiss, um, Raspberry Beret. Um, I just all the classics really. I was just saying I remember um, when Prince was first on my radar was when he did the Batman soundtrack. Yeah. And I remember as a kid seeing a music video. I actually can't remember what song it was, but he had on arseless pants in the video. Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, oh, that's so naughty. Like, I remember <laughs> when I was a kid thinking that that was like pretty wild that he did that. Like, <laughs> I wonder what won that, because it's hard to find them because they're not on the internet. Yeah. Um, it's like, who is this guy? Yeah, I just watched the video for Bat Dance, and it wasn't that one because he was wearing pants. Mm. But there was, like, the Party Man song, and I think Electric Chair was another one from that. Right. Could have been any of those, but... So you're the ultimate Prince fan? I'm, well, I was, like we were talking about earlier, oh, Minneapolis. from Minneapolis, yeah, so, yeah. like, it's... You had to be. I mean, I, I, lo- I would love him anyways, but yeah, yeah, yeah it's, like, yeah. kind of built in. Yeah, it's, it's like, hard not to love him. Um, yeah, but, okay, let's let's play some of the other song we were talking about, and then we'll talk about your next pick. Uh, So this is Can't Keep Checking My Phone, another uh, Unknown Mortal Orchestra song, which is from the same album, Multi Love. All right. Um, so yeah, and then some of the other songs you had you brought in are like more uh, the more classic. Yeah, but yeah. I love these ones. I'm glad you brought it up. Um, they're from the Go Go's, both from the first album. Yeah. Uh, Beauty and the Beat. Yep. And you uh, suggested Our Lips Are Sealed and Tonight. Yeah. So what what is it about those songs, or I guess just that album? Yeah, it's know, more the album. Was yeah. like because it's been on my mind a bit lately because I um I sometimes go on eBay and look for people selling lots of vinyl like mm-hmm. a big box you know and what you get is right you know you pay 20 bucks and they're like we'll just send you a box of records and i got this box of records for like 40 dollars so many records in it and they had like they had beauty in the beat and another go-go's record the one with our on the jet the girls are on the was it the, vacation yeah vacation that's yeah. it but the beauty in the beat i've just been listening to it at home i just keep it's putting it on really good yeah and and um, yeah, because I just recently bought a really nice record player. Finally, I had a really bad one that mm-hmm. just sound made everything sound like crap, and um, I just bought a really nice one. Um, and so finally, my records are sounding really good. So I've been yeah. really getting into putting them on, and I've just been listening to Go Go's a lot. That record is so good, and that's Belinda Carlisle. Eh? Like, yeah, that's I got to see the Go Go's play here in New York um, oh, really? a couple of years ago. They were playing with. Um, uh, Rock Lobster. Oh, the B fifty two. B 52s Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a cool. It was a great. It was a great show. Um, the Go Go's were on first, and then B fifty twos after. But Go Go's just smashed it. Yeah, they were amazing. They actually blew me away. I was, I couldn't believe it. And then you, you, you don't realize how many songs you recognize as well. Right. It's like, whoa, this is. And they were the first girl band to write 
all their own songs mm-hmm. and play all their own instruments to be on the chart apparently yeah that's like a was a thing big thing for them um so they're pretty inspiring Yeah, I mean, yeah, I was a big, I guess still am, like, that kind of period of new wave music. Yeah. I really like, so I had that one, you know, college or maybe high school even, and uh, it's, you it, you don't realize until, they, they reissued it with, like, 30th anniversary, like, some live tracks. Oh, yeah. And listening to the live stuff, I was like, it, I mean, the album, like, is rock, but, yeah. like, they were really rocked out live. Yeah. Like, they were pretty hard. Yeah, band. I was blown away by their solos and yeah. Just, just they were so good they really they like blew me away and that was when i was like i gotta find some of their stuff on vinyl it's so yeah. good i always i remember loving belinda carla when i was a kid as well um and i didn't even know she was in an all-girl right. band like that like so yeah but yeah you're right they have a ton of songs that when you hear it you're like oh I'm yeah actually and you can't even na- you like i don't know what the name of this but i know the lyrics to these these right. songs you know like it's crazy yeah like this town and there's some other ones on that, that yeah yeah um so is that your like preferred listening method like vinyl now is that what you're yeah well i've got i got like a my stereo setup has like a an input for mp3 as well so mm. i'm because I have a record player, I like listening to stuff on vinyl. Because I, I think I feel like there's more effort to you. There's more effort go, that goes into actually listening, and you yeah. get to see the artwork, and it's like big, and it's right in totally. front of you, and you can like, if it comes with a booklet, you can flick through, mm-hmm. and it's just I, there's something nice about it, romantic or something. No, I I totally agree. Yeah. Um, you know, and of course, I mostly I do listen to streaming. Like it's just more convenient mm. when you're on the go or you know just running around, but. There is something really kind of relaxing about sitting down and like choosing a record of a stack to put on. Yeah, record shopping is fun. Yeah, it's like, so fun. You get to like look through and uncover things you would never like yeah. realize existed. And, and finding bargains is so. I love finding bargains. Any, I know. Anything yeah. in life, really. I love finding bargains, but especially with records. Yeah. So you're a bar- you're a bargain hunter. You yeah, know? I love I love going to secondhand stores and vintage stores and just. Right. I also love looking on eBay and I li- I like trying to find listings that uh, aren't listed correctly because they're all right. they don't get snapped up quickly. <laughs> mm-hmm. So like, if you're looking right. for like a leather jacket, don't look for something that says leather jacket in the title. Look for something that says like jacket and then maybe in brackets leather. <laughs> yeah. You know, like Insider someone who doesn't. Yeah, yeah, someone who doesn't really know what. What you know doing. what they're doing, yeah, and, and or like leathers misspelled L A E or something. Yeah, yeah. Like there's there's misspellings, and that's how you mm-hmm. find some true gems. Because I found a um, Versace shirt mm-hmm. for I think forty pounds. That should have been. It should have cost like two hundred pounds. It was like yeah. a, one of those really really silk. Um, cool Versace shirts that um from the 80s and it had zebras oh, all wow. over it. it was really cool that's awesome bought it straight away it was listed as something weird yeah yeah wow that's cool <laughs> and the Simpsons pins were those also a bargain these or? these were from eBay but they were a gift from my managers 
that's a good gift. I was like, this yeah. is a good gift. And they were like, eBay. <laughs> yeah, they, they definitely care about you. They know me, they yeah. They <laughs> um, Well, are there any other things you want to talk about with, like, the new album or, like, you know, so Wild Things, that, that's out. I'm going to get the date wrong, so I'm just going to say June. Yeah, it's uh, June 3rd. June 3rd. Yeah. All right, good. Um, I mean, yeah, like, well, I guess what are you most like excited about for people to hear or do you think people will be like really surprised by it or what do you think um i think i'm hoping that it it might get some new fans Mm -hmm. and um i think my old fans will be i'm hoping pleasantly surprised yeah (laughs) um because i know they like it my fans like it when i'm happy i think (laughs) hopefully yeah (laughs) hopefully they like it when i'm happy um yeah i just i don't know I hope they like the stuff, and I'm, I'm I'll be playing in the states soon as well, doing mm. a tour, and um, I think end of June. Okay, I'm coming to New York and all around the place. Cool. Yeah, I yeah. mean that's that is what I thought when I was listening to some of the new stuff. I was like, oh, I can actually see like more people getting into this because you know, I mean, like that that kind of like happier synth pop is like getting having a moment now. People like that. Yeah. So. People like being happy sometimes, you know. I like the brooding stuff too, but yeah, I'm, yeah. I, I like what I've heard from Wild Things, so I'm excited for the full record. Cool, thank you. And uh, and then I guess after that, so you're touring, and then you just you know keep touring behind it. Or do you have any yep. other things in the pipeline? Just touring, really, and um, like this tour I've got coming up here, I think is like a a smaller version of what I'll end up. I'll probably come back and do more right. of the smaller places that I couldn't make it to this time yep. but um yeah so I'll be doing lots of touring lots of touring <laughs> yeah and then another record four years from now so <laughs> yeah I'm actually hoping sooner this time so yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna try and get a system in place where I right maybe start doing some working on some stuff sooner rather than later so. yeah and hopefully your mom will still be a fan of yeah yeah, stuff. yeah yeah I'll get the mom seal of approval <laughs> so when you do that actually when you do stuff like you write demos do you ever send it to her and be like mom is this good or no i have actually done that yeah i've sent mm-hmm. to her just to see what she thinks and um yeah she's usually very positive about it that's really nice. i mean my mom doesn't have a bad way to say it about anybody so right <laughs> that's why her response shocked me so much right she's just a kind of like lovely kind positive person <laughs> so i was like Ooh. yeah <laughs> um cool well thank you so much for swinging by and um, Wild Things, June 3rd. I'm excited. The, the song's out now. I think it's just a love song in Dangerous, right? Yeah, yeah. But yeah, well, let's actually, let's play a little bit of one of those uh, as we go out. So thank you so much for stopping by. Appreciate it. And let's listen to a little bit of love song right now. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, 
Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.